the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Welcome to today's show. We are excited that you're tuning in today. And today is an amazing day. I am recording live from the Arts Encounter in Kentucky. What a blessing it is. Here We have a full replica of Noah's Ark in Kentucky, Williamston, Kentucky. You have to come out here and visit one day. It is amazing. And not only that, they have one of the largest Christian creation museums in the world. So I encourage you to come out here today. We have an awesome show. I will be having Pastor Interning Matt on the show today. And also, just stick around for an amazing message. And it'll be a couple of weeks before we pick it back up in the book of Zechariah. And without further ado, Matt Ball, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, can you all hear me? Am I good? Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Matt. Well, I'm uh, I'm a knucklehead to start off. You know, it's great to be back here. And, you know, for the record, uh, for those who have never been to the Midwest, uh, if you're from California, we're actually nice people over there. We actually say hi back. Um, <laughs> but I'm a 30-year-old Marine Corps vet. Uh, as you said, intern pastor, you almost gave me credit I don't have yet. Um, you know, I'm a, I do a lot with uh, TPUSA Faith at the Cross. Um, and, and what we're going to talk about today, I'm so excited. Uh, it's it's been a headache, but I'm so excited to promote Christianity and let's let's build the fire for the revival. Amen. So I I, I want to make sure that you know that it's not a headache for me. I love doing this. I love what we're going to be doing October 28th uh, from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. and we're currently working on some amazing worship and we're hoping to gather the churches and our country to come together for this one-time event that we're having, and we will see what God does with it. But Matt, um, you've yes, been sir. working on this behind the scene, and um, you're, uh, you represent TPUSA um, at our church from At The Cross. Tell us a little bit about the work you've done thus far to get us to where we're at with all the paperwork you filled out and everything. You know... Uh... Uh, anything government ran requires a migraine and some Tylenol. I'm just going to say that right now um, because I feel like I have, uh, uh, you know, all through the Holy Spirit, I'm not going to cry and complain because the Holy Spirit, this is what God wants me to do. So I obey what God tells me to do. Right. Um, but Amen. I've had to go through several times, uh, turn in applications. They're not good enough. I even took a money order in the new guy said, Oh yeah, we need it. And then I got it back. And, uh, finally, we figured it out somehow. I don't know what happened because I literally did nothing. This was the third time I've submitted. And it got through, um, again, you know, we're, we're, it's called Let Freedom Ring. And the purpose of that is we're losing freedoms day by day. And, you know, I am going to be the voice and the, uh, the, the, the knucklehead that says, you know what, God is good and he is good all the time and I'm going to prove it. Amen. So... You called yourself a knucklehead. Tell me why you're a knucklehead, Matt. Because I never stop, and my wife, uh, my <laughs> wife would advocate for that. Um, it's more of because I just won't stop. I'm hard-headed because if somebody tells me no, I either want to know why or I try to go figure out a way to f- figure a way around it, you know, because this is important. And I just knew I wanted to get me wrong. I wanted to stop, but the Holy Spirit kept me going. And that's why we have, uh, you know, what's coming up. That's why it's getting done. It's, I'm just a knucklehead. <laughs> Never stop. 
Amen. That's that's a good knuckle, Matt. Praise the Lord. I'm I'm excited for everything. Amen. That you're doing. So, the event is going to be uh, in Oceanside. Tell us where in Oceanside. So if you go near the pier, it's uh, the pier area. There's an amphitheater. If you're facing the water, um, right in front of the pier, it's uh, it's down the stairs on the left. Um, we're gonna have it right there, and uh, I, I have. A, I'm hoping that the Holy Spirit will get some stragglers who are walking by, and I want to fill that place. I want it to be more packed than a gladiator stadium back in the day. Amen. That's well said. Amen, Matt. Amen. You know. That amphitheater is called the Junior Seau Amphitheater. Oh, and, I did not know that. Uh. Yeah, and what you may not know also is that um, I was very good friends with the Seau family. Their uh, Junior's older brother, David Seau, was my friend, one, actually my best friend from at least fourth grade into my high school years, but something that uh, just uh, David knows and a few people that were there when it happened is Junior actually uh, drowned. And I, I had to dive in into the harbor because the road used to wash out and he fell into a hole. And uh, one of my brothers, uh, by not coincidence, by a blessing, saw his hand sticking out and then, you know, pulled it back down. And I jumped in, Joe brought him out, gave him a little CPR and, you know, the rest of history was a 10-time All-Pro uh, player, linebacker, and he did a wonderful job. But it's, it's going to be fun. You know, you have a little experience with sports as well. And tell us something about what you're doing now with your sports background. Oh, so, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a big fan of football. Um, you know, one of my biggest passions growing up was playing. I got to play a little bit ball in the Marine Corps. I grew up a natural athlete. It was more like if there was a sport that I actually got interested in, I, be I made myself become good at it. Uh, then there was <laughs> tennis. Yeah. No, tennis. I tried. I was like, this is boring. Uh, golf. Yeah. I played baseball, but no. Um, so with seeing that the VA says I probably shouldn't be playing sports anymore due to risk of serious injury. Um, I do, I took the ministry into an outreach. Uh, we have like a little subunit called the, the, the community outreach part. And I'm coaching a flag football, five to eight year old, uh, pop Warner football team and the church is sponsoring them with time and money. And I'm going to teach them, uh, how to develop in football, but also biblical life lessons they can hold on to forever. So behind everything I teach, there's going to be, uh, a biblical message of some sort uh, promoting this, and then it becomes muscle memory form. So it, it, honestly, because the world has no religion, doesn't mean I can't include it in, you know, hidden. I, I'm going to hide it in there, and I'm going to mention Jesus. So, Amen, Matt. So obviously you're going to bring your whole football team on October 28th, are you? I. They are all invited. The parents have been known, and, you know, I want to bring them. But, you know, I have a feeling God's going to speak to him and say, even if you're a liberal, come on out. And, man, you know, it might be an awesome time for uh, for the parents to come out and uh, see what their coach is all about. Amen? Amen. I don't <laughs> – they might like me or hate me, but that's okay. I'm there to coach. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So let me ask you uh, another question about October 28th. Yes, sir. Um, you know, you, you've been working very hard on it. Tell me uh, a couple of the uh, guest speakers that we're going to have from Turning Point USA Faith. Oh, man, I am excited for these uh, couple speakers. Um, so for those who are listening, you might know a guy by the name of Seth Groover. Um, if you're, you know, if you know him, he will be out there speaking with us and for us. And uh, one of my what does he do? What is he's that? A conservative he's a conservative pro-life advocate. Uh, he's the, he's similar to uh, some other people you may know that I won't mention right now because they're not going to be there. But they go, he goes out and he will have debates. He will challenge you. He will challenge your the liberal ideas that are uh, causing disgust and mayhem in our society. Whether it's pro-life, whether it's abortion, he will tell you you're wrong, and he's not afraid. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. Man. He's definitely pro-life and he, he's, he's for a child 
having the right to live. And I mean, the man is amazing. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the other speaker and, uh, and tell us what his name is as well and what you know about him. I am super excited for the second one. Not that I'm not excited about Seth. I don't want him to anybody take offense to that. But the second one is, ready? My favorite, it's going to be Graham Allen. <laughs> Why Graham and Allen? Graham Allen is an, a, an Iraq uh, Army veteran. Um, he started out doing what's called Dear America uh, rants on Facebook, which I still love those. Uh, then he went on to do, he has his own podcast, Dear America. And he, he actually tried for Congress and, uh, you know, did not make it. But he said that that experience led him to a stronger relationship with Christ. And he is a big part of TPSU, TPUSA faith. And I personally am a super mega excited in a Christian way to hug him. Like, Amen. he is one of Amen. my favorites. <laughs> And that's because he's a Marine like you. <laughs> hey, don't, hey, no, no, no. He don't promote him. He's Army. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. How about you guys going to get along? Because he's bigger than me and has more muscle. That's how. Um, <laughs> Amen. Amen, Matt. Amen. That's, that's awesome. You know, I have a, um, this angst, and, and it's a good angst because I'm looking forward uh, to seeing what God does October 28th. It's going to be awesome. Hey, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas. As I am recording live from the Ark Encounter at Kentucky. That's the amazing thing about being on Christian state on a Christian station like K-Praise who has the technology to be able to do that. A shout out to K-Praise and also, I wanted to make sure that I shout out to a very good friend of mine who is from Kentucky. His name is Gary Logsden, who now lives in Vista, California. But Gary, I know you're listening, and this is um, an amazing and beautiful state. And thank God for Ken Ham and having this place yeah. here. But l- let me get back to, uh, to, to you, uh, Matt, you've lived out here somewhere. Tell us where you lived at. Well, I, I'll be, I, I may go to the University of Kentucky uh, online, but uh, Indiana's better. Um, I'm biased. <laughs> uh, so, Gary, I'm sorry. The Hoosier State, we don't like you, but I love you as a brother. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Indiana. And if, if, for those who don't know, the Midwest states, we don't like each other. Uh, for instance, I know one that Indiana police is the Hoosiers believe that people from Illinois suck at driving, and they do. Um, so we, we're we're a friendly Midwest rivalry. But uh, by the way, Kentucky Fried Chicken didn't really start there. <laughs> Where did Kentucky Fried Chicken start at, Matt? I, I believe it started in Ohio, right on the border of Kentucky. <laughs> I'll have to double check that. I may be wrong. But maybe I'm just trying to make Kentucky look bad. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what you're trying to do. <laughs> sorry. Love you, brother Gary. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt, let me ask you another question. So, yes, sir. you're actually, it, it's an event that we're, me and you and the church is co-sponsoring. Um, you're going to be there. Uh, are you excited? And what kind of a message are you going to have for the, for the thousands of folks that we're expecting to be there? Man, I can't give all the goodies away because I have been trying to plan on what I'm going to say. Um, you know, I, I'm going to be the MC with no hammer. Um, if you got that <laughs> joke, you can laugh. But uh, it'll be fun because I'm ex- – so my excitement is more internal. Um, as much as I want to go crazy, I feel like if I let all this excitement out, I'd get in trouble with my wife for being too loud. And so I'm super mega stoked to start promoting Jesus Christ. I mean, if you aren't excited to promote Jesus Christ, then you are lost. And the Bible said so, so I'm right. Um, So I'm mega (laughs) excited, and the message will be this. Amen. You know, the event is called, uh, the event has an amazing uh, name, Let Freedom Reign. And, And why that name, Matt? Why Let Freedom Reign? 
So I was thinking about a name because I'm not. I'm, I get these random names, and sometimes they sound boring. And I had one that was like Gunswinger America. I'm like, what am I thinking? This is a Christian event, not gunslinging, you know. And <laughs> I started. I started thinking, what is the purpose of this? And I, and I thought about the freedoms, the freedom of religion, you know, that are not really rights. They're they're freedoms under a right. I says, how about the freedom to praise God without being persecuted? like in China in the underground church. And then it came up and says, why don't we just let freedom ring? The Holy Spirit just brought me through this message of, we're allowed to have the freedom to do this. In China, we'd get executed. In Iraq, we'd get executed. So let's let freedom ring. And why are we not enjoying this? Amen. Well, that's word, Matt. You know, what's amazing is we almost lost our freedoms for a while when they, uh, uh, during the pandemic, when they, uh, when they shut down America, the world. And, you know, I, I, that was horrible, but you, you know, I don't know if you know this, but most of the country believes and still does that California is leading the way for revival. And this is why, because churches opened up, you know, and, and churches like ours never closed and, and all of the rulings from the Supreme, the, the United States Supreme Court that came down were for churches in California that stayed open or, or became open. And so that's exciting, Matt. That's exciting. And Well, I think, you know, I think it goes back, Pastor, to first and foremost. You can't be a governor, a leader of a state, have your vineyard and winery open while the rest of America is closed, including your state. So if you're going to be a hypocrite, then I'm going to follow your lead. Because if you're the leader, you're supposed to represent. And if you're open, then we're open. I think that's a fair trade. And Governor Newsom, if you, you know what, if you don't use your brain versus the politics you follow, then of course you're going to look like a complete, you know, fool. You look like a fool because you said nobody's allowed to have their stuff open, but you had your stuff open and was maskless. Yeah, amen. You know, I, I'm not, I'm playing for our governor, Governor Newsom, and the reason I'm praying for this guy is because, you know, God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and I think he could use a foolish governor like Newsom to 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 evangelize California and to allow God what he wants to do in California go like crazy. You know, this event means a lot to me, Matt. Let me tell you why. I think, and I, really, I believe that the name Let Freedom Reign has so much more meaning to me because, as you know, you know, I'm currently going through, through the Los Angeles system to completely be exonerated. And, you know, they know, you know, they know that, that, that they need to do this and make what happened to me, which was nearly you know, 30 plus years ago, um, make it right. You know, I, uh, I, of course, you know, I was incarcerated falsely for a crime I didn't do, served nearly 14 years. Uh, and what's strange enough is, is right when this whole thing starts, they say the only thing that's holding us back from, from exonerating Adam right now is, is that he'll turn around and sue us. And that should not even come out of their mouth because what does that have to do with an innocent man? And so I'm believing God for the impossible. I'm believing God for justice. And I'm believing God for his goodness. And let freedom reign as powerful. What do you think of that, Matt? I think that if I was you, I would sue the heck out of them. But that's just me. Cause <laughs> I, I, you're, you, 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 uh, I didn't go through your experience. I'm sorry. that. But here's what I believe. I believe that if God didn't want you and I to work together, we would have never met 12 years ago at Calvary Chapel Oceanside. If God did not want you to work with me and mentor me, he would have never let you go through what you did. And I believe <laughs> that, again, there is no dinks coincidences. Coinkydinks is a Midwestern. There is no coincidences in Jesus' name. They're you know, all that's, Amen. You know, that's the beauty of, of coming to Jesus. And wherever you find yourself at today, if you're in a jail cell, if you're in the jail cell in your home because you're in prison, don't know Jesus, then let me tell you something. 
that the Bible is very clear. God's word says that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And I love God, and I've seen everything my li- in my life work towards the good. I may be mad and angry and go through my little pity parties, but I know that God is working in my life. And, you know, I'm excited, Matt. This, this event is going to be powerful. This event is going to show Oceanside, and I believe California, that God is in control, that let freedom reign on October 28th is going to be powerful. Matt, let me ask you a question, Matt. Yes, sir. You know, you worked hard to put this event together, and you're still working hard, and we're not done. We still have a lot. We got a lot of a lot of churches to contact to get them involved and, you know, to bring their worship teams. And, and, you know, I believe God provides everything. So what do you think about all things work together for good, Matt? Tell me. If all things didn't work for good, I wouldn't be here. Um, you know, all the complications, the trials, the tribulations I went through literally set me up for what these little thing, right? So the denials of the county or the, the city with the, the trying to get our temporary permit, those are really small, but they can actually irritate somebody and make them go cuckoo, you know? So for me, I think that it's because God put me through situations um, that challenged me as a human, like not just a Christian, I'm talking human. Um, it made me be able to just look at it, laugh and be like, okay, we're going to, we just got to get it done. Okay. What do we got to do? So God does everything for his kingdom. The script's already written and I'm just playing my role. Amen. You know, God is good. And I just, I want to thank you so much. I know we're winding down in time for being on the show today. And, you know, I believe October 28th at the Oceanside Amphitheater from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. is going to be powerful. Give us a word of encouragement, Matt. For all the listeners, and even me, I'm in Kentucky, brother. Well, if you're, I can't give you faith for Kentucky, but I can give you this idea. (laughs) Be strong, for the Lord ye God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1-9. Those are powerful words. You know, praise the Lord for his goodness. Thank you for listening. We love you. And we will be right back really soon. Know that Jesus loves you dearly. Woohoo! The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at Bistro at the Pier. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Welcome back to Freedom with Adam Riojas. You know, I am recording live from Kentucky, from the Ark Encounter. It is beautiful out here. I encourage you to come. I'm out here with my wife and my two children, children, Bella and Talia. I love them. It's been an incredible trip thus far, but I encourage you to come out here. You know, in two weeks, we're going to pick it back up in Zechariah chapter 10. But today I wanted to encourage you by what Paul told the Corinthians in second in first Corinthians chapter two. And this is where we pick it up in verse one. Now, as you know, the Corinthians were a very idolatrous uh, people and 
were very uh, sensual. And what I mean by that, they were very immoral when it came to sex because of the Greek culture that had saturated them. And, and now Roman, the Rome was now leading the way and nothing had changed, but something amazing happened. God was using the gospel, the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ to bring hope to a lost nation. And so here is where we pick it up in first Corinthians chapter two. And I brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency, the speech of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. Paul is making it very clear that he is not coming to them with his, his excellent speech, with his own personal wisdom, but he came declaring to them who Jesus was, his, his crucifixion and his resurrection and the newness of life that we have in God. Now, I, I want you to just imagine for a moment, the world was dying, Rome was in control, Israel had stopped having kings now for nearly 600 years, and they were virtually enslaved to Rome. They were no longer a nation that was a light to the world. They had walked so far away from God that the ruling religious leaders were doing their own thing. And here's Paul speaking to a Gentile nation saying that I, all I want to do is declare unto you the testimony of God. Verse 2 says this, For I am determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Those are some powerful words. I just want to tell you about Jesus Christ and him crucified. That is powerful. Earlier in chapter 1, when he started his letter in verses, uh, chapter 1, verse 22, 23 says, but we preach, well, let me start in the, in uh, a first, a few verses before in verse 20. So you understand where is the wise, where is the scribe, where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world for after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Can you imagine the foolishness of preaching? Because it sounded so foolish that a man that was crucified, a man that was, that was spit upon, a, a man where his beard was pulled off of, the hair was pulled off of his beard, where he was whipped 40 times, where he no longer looked human when he went to a cross. This is who Paul was preaching. It was foolishness. And then it says to save them that believe. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks, foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks or Gentiles, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than, than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty after 
not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confront the wise. You know, that's why God calls the, the drug abuser. That's why God calls the abominable things that the world looks at, and maybe even looks at them as a good thing now, the idolater, the person that, that cheats on their wife, the, the, the person that has sex outside of marriage, the thief, the murderer. God uses people like that, and even the attorney, the judge, the district attorney, God calls these folks. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. Yea, the things which are not to bring to nothing that are, are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Then he ends that chapter which says that according as it is written, he that glorious, let him glory in the Lord. That is powerful. That's what Paul is speaking about. Jesus Christ crucified, the resurrected Jesus. And, and, and look what it says as we continue. It says, and by speech and by preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom but in the demonstration of the spirit and a power. He says, I came here filled with a Holy Spirit, demonstrating the power of God. And, you know, in the previous verse, it says that, you know, he was in weakness and in fear and in much trouble, and he was going through a lot. Yet he knew that that fear was not from God. And in that fear, he was able to, to supersede it, supersede his fear by preaching Christ, not by enticing words of man's wisdom, again, but in a demonstration of the spirit and of the power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. See, we stand in the power of God because God can do all things Nothing is impossible for God. Nothing. He can transform any life. You know, there's been men who have hated God, who have not believed in God, where their heart was so hardened that the foolish person says there is no God. The foolish person says there is no God, has said no to God. But this is something amazing that the power of God can change that around. It can reach any heart. It can reach the heart of a police officer, the heart of a correctional officer, the heart of a fireman, the heart of a district attorney, the heart of a, an attorney, the heart of a judge, the heart of a, of a congressman, the heart of a senator, the heart of the president. God could, could change Joe Biden. If Joe Biden and his wickedness would call on God, God would change them. You know what's crazy is they just found cocaine in the White House. And no one's saying it. They got cameras. They know who did it. But listen, that's nothing. God can still change people. God is the God of the universe, the creator. And that's who Paul is preaching. Listen, I just want you to know that if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas as I am recording live from the Ark Encounter in Kentucky. And I'm going through 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 6 says this of chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians. Howbeit, we speak with wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not in the wisdom of this world, nor in the prince of this world that come to nothing but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Listen, in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. You know what that means? 
That means that Jesus was hidden in the Old Testament, revealed in the New Testament. That means that that mystery was Jesus Christ. That means that that rock that followed Israel was Jesus himself. That means that when Moses was confronted at the burning bush, the great I am was the great I am of today. And that is Jesus. You're like, how is that possible? You remember, who should I say sent me? And what, did, what was the response of Jesus? I am that I am. Tell him I am sent you. And, and how do we translate that into the New Testament? Remember when the Pharisees were questioning Jesus and Jesus said this before Abraham was, I am the great I am, Jesus Christ, the mystery hidden in the Old Testament, revealed in the New Testament, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You know why? Because then there wouldn't have been a sacrifice for your sin and my sin. You know why an animal sacrifice was never acceptable to God? It was just like a covering like he did for Adam and Eve. And it wasn't a true payment to reconcile man into himself because an animal is not human. An animal does not think like you and I. An animal can't accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, but you can. You can today. You're saying, I know people that are animals. Yes, there's some people that act like animals and should be considered animals. But the reality is that they're still human and that God can still use the foolishness of their anger, the foolishness of their wrath to confound the world if they come to Jesus. And all they have to do and if you're listening, you can say, Jesus, come into my heart. And if you're a backslider, you can say, Jesus, forgive me and move on, believer. Move on, believer. And if you're on the straddling on the line, if, if, if you're law enforcement, if you're part of, part of our political realm and you're listening today, today you can ask Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Today God can change you. Today God can give you eternity. And as we continue, look what verse 9 says. It is powerful. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. You know, this verse rings so much truth to me when I, when I read it and when I hear it because, listen, I hath not seen nor ear heard. Neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. We only get a glimpse of what Isaiah wrote about eternity. We only get a glimpse of what John wrote about eternity. It's only glimpses and what Paul spoke about it. Because the full glory has not been revealed. Remember, Paul actually... Um, died at one point. You know, most people don't think that he died when he was stoned, but he was stoned. And then when the apostles came up, he got right back up. I believe at that point was when he entered heaven himself, when he heard unspeakable things that he could not repeat. And that's in, in Second Corinthians. You can read that on your own. There's things that he heard that he, he was not even allowed to speak about again. Glory. God has this amazing place for you and I one day. It is going to be beautiful. If you're uncomfortable in this life, you need Jesus. If you have no hope, you need Jesus. If you have everything the world can offer and you're still not happy, you need Jesus because the world cannot quench that desire inside of you. You and I were born with eternity inside. That's what Paul, that's what, excuse me, Solomon said in Ecclesiastes. Eternity is built in us. And then as we continue in verse 10, it says this, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. You know, we get these glimpses of glory. We know that there is hope beyond this earth. We know that the soul is eternal. We know that it ends up in hell. 
or it ends up in heaven and the presence of God and, and how is just being separated from God for the rest of eternity in a place of torment, the, ba- the Bible calls it, in a place where the flame is so hot that you just want someone to dip their finger in water, in a place where you are alone, in a place where there's no more parties, in a place that you, for eternity, you're going to repent, but it's too late. God has given us a glimpse by his spirit for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man except the spirit of man which is in him? The spirit of God is in you if you are a believer, if you've accepted Jesus, the spirit of God is in you. Even on, uh, even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God, see, the only way we know God, the only way we can see his, a glimpse of his glory, the only way we can be assured that one day we will be with him is because of his Spirit. The Spirit bears witness. And, and this is, you're like, how do I know I'm saved? Look, if you're doing the things you did before and you're uncomfortable, if you're like, man, I, I shouldn't be doing this, and it grieves you to do it, and you may continue to do it, but it's grieving you. You no longer have that joy that the world gave you before, but it was only impartial. Only the man that knows God is the man that is blessed by the Spirit. Now, we have received not the Spirit of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Let me read that again to you. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, do you hear that? But the spirit which is of God. That's what happens. You come to God, you, you're, you receive him. The Bible calls it a new birth, and it calls it a new birth because you're like a baby again. You're willing to receive, you're willing to accept what God has for you. But the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. You will know when you begin to read your Bible what God has for you, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Let me tell you how easy that is. Going to a bar, spiritual or flesh? You know the answer. It's flesh. Going to a place where pornography is showing or putting your eyes on pornography, spiritual or flesh? You know the answer. It is spiritual. Going to church, spiritual. Reading your Bible, spiritual. Only God can reveal these things to you, which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, conspir- comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But, to ma- but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. How can he? He doesn't know Jesus. He hasn't accepted Jesus. He knows nothing about him. He's heard about him. And he may have, someone may have talked about him. And maybe they said, well, I know who he is. But remember, the Bible says that even the spirits know him and they tremble. To know Jesus intimately is to ask him to be your Lord and Savior. Then you can compare spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. You will never have spiritual discernment without knowing Jesus. That's a fact. You will never know spiritual things without having a relationship with Jesus. I don't care who you are. You could be Gandhi. You could be Muhammad. You can be Buddha. Or you could belong to a Mormon cult. You could be all kinds of different things. Why did I call a Mormon cult? Because they believe you can be your own God. They believe you you will be like a Jesus one day, God of your own planet. Some crazy things. But listen, today, 
I want to tell you that, that we can know the difference once you ask Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And I want you to know that, that today I am coming directly from the Word of God and that this show is, is amazing. And I believe this show is from God. And if you like it, it's called Freedom with Adam Riojas. You can always go back and listen, into, listen to it on the podcast. But you can always listen to it on K-Praise, on the station. It is amazing. It comes on every Sunday like you're listening to now at 5 p.m. And, and here, here's what the word says as, as we begin to wind this down. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. You know what that means? That means that when you're walking with God, when you're doing the right things, it doesn't matter if judgment is passed on to you by someone that doesn't even know God. It means nothing. It means that you're able to judge things that are right. You're able to judge things that are spiritual. You're able to judge things that are from God. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Did you hear that? If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you have the mind of Christ. You're able to discern evil from good. You're able to look at where our country is now. You're able to, to vote and vote for the right person. You're able to tell someone about Jesus. You're able to let them know that there is hope from this living God. And, and I want to read this powerful word again. But as it is written, I have not seen or heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the things of God. You need to remember that if you're a child of God, you have discernment. And that discernment only comes from God. You need to stay in the word of God. You need to know that God loves you. You need to know that God has given you a future not to harm you or to hurt you, but to give you a hope and to prosper you. I love you guys. And I want to close in prayer today for you. Lord, I want to thank you for all the listeners today, God. And Lord, I want you to please do something incredible in their lives, God. I'm asking and praying by the authority that you give every believer to heal those today that have cancer, God. To heal those that have an infirmity in their body today, God. That they may know that there is a living God. A God who has not changed. A God who is the same today and forever, Lord God. Lord, I want to pray for those marriages that are falling apart. I want to pray, God, that you would intervene, God. And that, Father, either the wife or the husband would learn to forgive God. That they would learn to forgive and to move on, God. Help us, Lord, to be them people that we are supposed to be, God. Lord, I want to pray for children that may be listening today. That you would bless their ears, bless their eyes, bless their heart to keep their eyes focused on you, God. And Lord, I even want to pray for those today that are in prison for crimes that they may have committed, God. I want to pray, God, that you would continue to work in their lives for the believer, God, that you would bless them, God. Lord, that they would know that there is hope, God. Lord, I, I want to pray, Father, for that person that finds themselves incarcerated in their own home today, that you would deliver them and bless them, God. That you would give them hope, God. And Lord, I don't even want to forget about that person, God, that is struggling with their finances, God. That person that may not have the job they want, God. That person that can't pay their mortgage, God. That person that can't put gas in their car, God. That person, Father, that can't put food on the table, God. 
I want to pray today, God, that you would be the God of finance, that you would be the God who provides the great God who can do it all, God. Thank you, Father, for your goodness, God. Thank you that you're hearing this prayer, God. And thank you that anything we ask in Jesus' name, we can believe you, God, that you will do it at the right moment in our life, God. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for today, God. Thank you that you say no eye had seen or ear heard the things that God has prepared for those that love you, God. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Lord, I love you, and I pray this in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for being part of the show, Freedom with Adam Riojas. Thank you for being a constant listener and a supporter of this, this amazing show that God has given me to give to you. And I pray that you don't forget about October 27th, 28th at the Amphitheater in Oceanside. We love you. God bless you. And more than anything, Jesus loves you. Woohoo! Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.